Welcome to the England Rugby Pod. Thanks for downloading episode 126. The daily positional debate continues. We've got injury updates and the latest awards. Plus, is Gatland playing games? You're listening to the England Rugby Pod, the rugby podcast that believes England will win the World Cup in 2019. Hey guys, welcome back. Coming to you a little bit later this week, but this week nonetheless. It was touch and go for a minute, but we remembered we did make a promise. So here we are, uh, and I'm joined, of course, by Dan. Hi, mate. Aloha! How are we doing, mate? Uh, good week? Yeah, very good. You're not in Hawaii, are you? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not in Hawaii at the moment, but I have been looking at holidays. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Not, not at Hawaii, so I don't know what Aloha was about, but you know. Fair enough. Maybe what one can dream. Exactly. Um, one can dream. Uh, it's a few things been going on this week, a few things to discuss. Um, and as we often do, we're going to start. We haven't actually had any new reviews, but a couple of people have been in touch. So I thought we'll start with that. Uh, the first one is more for you. I don't know how uh, how useful this is going to be at this stage, but um, it's from Tom Fussell, who obviously invited you to join the, their tour. I think he actually invited you to join them for a beer. You invited yourself to join the tour. Um, Makes sense. But he emailed me this morning saying, lads, I'll be boarding the plane here momentarily. If you'd like to meet up at all, look me up on Facebook Messenger or email me back. I'd still love to get a beer if both either of you are free. I'm not around uh, this weekend. I'm away, but um, I, I'll, I'll leave it with you, Dan. I don't think we need to respond in the episode. Yeah, but... no, Tom, afraid, actually afraid I'm not about this oh. weekend. But, mate, have an awesome tour. Um, yeah. And let's know how you go on. Let's know. Give us some tour stories. Some, Although, tour, I do... some tour bands. We are well aware of what goes on tour, so don't worry. So if there's anything that yeah. you can what, share, please do. What goes on tour stays on the England Rugby Pod. It does, it does. We, we promise to only discuss it between the two of us. <laughs> live, live on the pod. Live on the pod, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, we really appreciate you uh, reaching out to us and sorry we've uh, made out that we were going to make the effort to join you and clearly we've uh, let the side down a little bit, but... Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure it won't take long for you to completely forget that you ever invited us. So enjoy, enjoy the tour. Exactly. If you're not already smashed, you should probably neck a beer. <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, so I had a tweet from Jason Lapthorn, um, and this actually will lead nicely into one of the first things I want to discuss today. And I, um, I, I, uh, I'll tell you now, Lapis is a mate of mine. That doesn't make any difference. It doesn't, no. But good to know. Um, Jason says, uh, great pod as usual, but surprised in the Good versus Daily debate, um, there was no mention of Daly's transfer to Saris. What's the impact um, there also factoring in Liam Williams? And before we respond to it, I just did a little bit more digging on that particular fact. And yeah, as he says, Elliot Daly obviously heading to Saracens from Wasps, where he's going to join world-class Welsh fullback Liam Williams, yeah. European Player of the Year nominee fullback Alex Good. Where where do Saracens see Daly fitting in? Do you know? Do you know what? This is a good. This is a really good point. Lappers, yeah. firstly, Lappers plays fullback. Mate, you're so one dimensional. Just try and widen your rugby knowledge, dickhead. Um, but it's it's actually um, it's a really good point. Like Daly's joining uh, was, and like you said, you got Williams, you got Good. Where does Daly? I think Daly. I think he's going as a centre. Well, I do too, which is interesting because obviously that's something that I that you know I wanted to see from an England perspective. Uh, I was I was looking at the the sort of the squad and the likely options. So you've got you know outside of Gooden, sorry, Good and Liam Williams, you've got Sean Maitland on the wing, Alex Lazowski yeah. at centre, 
Nick, Nick Tompkins, I believe, is a centre. David Strettle. Uh, Mar- Strettle's retiring. Uh, Strettle's retiring. Of course he is. Yeah. And then, of course, the other the other thing is that Marcello Bosch is also leaving Saris. Yeah. Um, and he's both a centre but also a long-range kicking option, which kind of sounds familiar. So <laughs> it, it does. does it does feel like they're looking at him as a centre. And with Watson returning... I don't, wouldn't go so far as to say to form just yet. He's had one game and they lost. Um, not on him. Not not the prettiest of games. Um, but you know this. It it does sort of. It's kind of weird, isn't it? You've got that. You've got Eddie Jones talking about seeing Daly as one of his first names on the team sheet, describing him as one of the few world class players. Well, at least this was the last time that debate came up. You know, he was one of the players that's. And not just him, to be fair. A lot of pundits as well talking about Daly as being one of England's world-class players in a, you know, a small group um, and potentially out of position. It's uh, Yeah, it's interesting. So you've arguably, arguably got on next season, the Saracens will arguably have the three best fullbacks in the Northern Hemisphere. <laughs> yeah. Um, but actually, when, when you look into it, like you say with those retirements... Bearing in mind that Alex Good is going to, I suspect, play a fair bit of 10, which he has done, because, uh, well, for example, Farrell's going to be away at the World Cup for a bit. So will Daly, obviously, at the start of the season. Um, so will Williams. Yeah. So, so, so you know, you've got... It, it's maybe not as bad, because the thing about those players is they're all so good, but they're actually very adaptable and can fit in. And... So if you've got, so here's the question. If you've got all your players fit for Saracens, do all three of them start? Because you've probably got Farrell at 10. Yeah. And then in the centres, Brad Barrett is massive for Saracens. I think you've got to play Brad Barrett because I think he does so much. But then, yeah, you probably have Daly ahead of Lazarski at 13 for me. Williams on the wing good at fullback. Yeah. Unless you put Daly on the wing. Oh, you could have Daly on the wing as well, of course. Yeah, have Lazowski. So basically you've got the three best fullbacks in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah, they've, they've, they've got Lewington as well, haven't we? Oh, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. They're not, they're, they don't need to fill a gap. But if you're looking to just purely go with what's the strongest side you can put out, I mean, maybe that's not the case. Maybe you would say, you would argue that um, probably less so with Leah Williams because I think wing slash fullback is kind of his position. Good, yeah, yeah. Good's a, he's, he's a fullback who can play fly half. And and Daly, I'm not. We're not really sure exactly what his position is because you know he came onto the scene for England as a winger. He's played. He's now clearly being earmarked as um, you know the the future of, of the 15 shirt for England, despite competition from various places. You know he's been talked about at 13. He's talked himself about wanting to be a centre. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. I don't. I don't know. So it's- Quick question I have for you and Lappers, if you're listening, uh, tweet us in and let us know your thoughts as well. So, Akers, for you, just uh, just just one answer. Who do you think of those three is the most talent, most naturally talented rugby player? Oh. Probably Liam Williams. I'm going Alex Good oh. and uh, Lappers. You get you get the third, either deciding vote or or you may go daily. <laughs> But they're they're all so good, and it's a weird, oh, nice, it's a nice. weird, it's a weird one to ask. I feel I feel dirty, by the way, for having chosen <laughs> yeah, Williams. You, you, you should feel dirty. You should Genuinely. be horrendous. Yeah. Um, but you um, basically cheated on your wife. It, it, it's as bad as that. 
I know. Um, but it's it's interesting, isn't it, that we're talking about Alex Good Good in this way, and it's not the first time that we that we've mentioned this, and it will lead me nicely on to my next talking point. Um, he's but he's a player who is is being so overlooked. He's not the only one. Um, yeah. Isn't it bizarre that we're talking about you know, the most naturally talented player, nominee for player of the season, player European player of the year, and all these other things, and Eddie's just not giving him a look in in two years? I yeah, I I don't understand why. Like you say, I and you have said this a few times, and I do agree. I don't think Eddie has vendettas. I actually don't. I know there's a lot of things about people like, oh, he clearly doesn't like that player. I think maybe he doesn't like the way a player played. I I think maybe Alex Good is missing something that fits into Eddie Stone. Maybe it's that yard of pace. Maybe. But yes, it is a little bit weird, I think. I mean, as I say, so leading on to the next thing then, um, and turning back to uh, players that are being ignored. Well, it's in some cases ignored, in other cases not so much. But you've got Cipriani and Slade, both have nominated for the Rugby Players Association Player of the Year Award. Yeah. Um, you know, Eddie, care to comment? Like, um, again, it's... I, and I know that we, we kind of... <laughs> one week I'm arguing for it and one week I'm arguing against it. But it does feel like... We, as the as the fans, as the people who are spending our money uh, rather than getting paid to be involved in this game, need something more, you know, some form of explanation as to why players like Cipriani, like Alex Good, you know, who are being recognised globally for their talent, are simply not being given a, a look in by the man in charge of our national side. It's um yeah I I mean Cipriani arguably has had a look in but there's no point giving somebody a look in them performing <laughs> as it. as can possibly be as well as can be expected in the situation and then not getting another look in I mean that's even more of a muggle yeah but uh, I mean yeah obviously part of that comment was also to say congrats to both Cipriani and uh, Henry Slade also nominated Absolutely. Um, along with Fafter Clerk. Yeah, Corbus Reinach, 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 and Santiago Cordero. Uh, yeah. They're the other nominees. And then um, you've got Ollie Thorley of Gloucester, nominated for Young Player of the Year, alongside Joe Cockenasiga, Tom Curry, for an, he's up for another award, um, as the kind of the England boys. And then also Alex uh, Dambrandt of Quinns. Don't, don't, don't know him. Um, and Rory Hutchinson of uh, Northampton Saints. Uh, the others up for the Young Player of the Year award. So, who, who are your two winners? I mean, Tom Curry for the Young Player has to be, doesn't it? Well, so don't forget, this is Premiership for me. Like Tom Curry's been amazing, but he's done a lot in the England. For me, for the Young Player, I'm going Ollie Forley. Mm, blaster. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, and then for the main one, I, I kind of just hope it's Cipriani because I just yeah, think, I, I, just, I just think it makes. Um, it, it just it just makes this whole debate even more interesting, um, and it's at some point Eddie will have to comment. Uh, yeah, of course. So so yeah, um, I think I, I, probably Fafter Clerk will get it, but because he's been pretty epic. But you know, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, right on to my next thing. We're out of order, so I'm kind of bouncing around a bit here. But right here we go. 
as as is always, you know, one of the things that he likes to do, uh, Manny Tuolangi is injured. Yes. It's a hamstring. Before we get too worked up, too panicked, it's projected to be a three to four week uh, recovery period. So um, it sounds familiar. It's it's yeah. not something certainly at the moment that as England fans we need to be worrying about with the World Cup looming. Uh, but it does mean that he's out for the remainder of the season. And my question to you is not so much about the injury, but is it a good thing for Manu that he's no longer involved with Leicester for the rest of this season, given where they are? I, I think they're safe. Um, we'll, come on, we'll come on to that at the end. But it's been a it's been a dreadful season. Is it kind of good before a World Cup to kind of not be in, almost like psychologically you weren't involved in the last two games? So if they kind of go badly. You know, at least you're at, you're you're not involved, or is it bad because if Leicester go on and have a great couple of last games, it's almost like a oh look, Manny wasn't involved and we did really well. No, I think I think it's a very good thing. And the rest, I think and... it's, yeah, I I think now Manny can almost sit back mentally and say, my God, what a shit season! Right, that's done with. We're pretty sure we're safe now. That I I suspect they've got Queens today. Although I think Queens will win, I think Leicester will get the bonus point, and I think we'll probably make themselves safe. Um, I think he can mentally just say, wow, that was shit. Okay, that's done with. I can deal with that. I can focus now on having a little bit of a rest, get myself back to full fitness and get myself ready for this World Cup. You know, get get rid of those, uh, just the odd, you, you know, the niggles, the, the bruises, the batterings and, and be ready for the camp. Give himself plenty of time to heal. I, mean, I, I personally think it's, it's a good It's thing. not like Manu Tuolagi, of all people, has has been kind of overplayed. Uh, like like some players, you know. So it's he's not. I think for him, it's it's. I think it's more a psychological rest uh, than a physical one. Um, yes, th- that's the advantage. I think you know. We you mentioned it a few weeks ago. You know how how is Leicester's performance this season going to impact the, the Leicester players involved in the World Cup? Um, and we kind of. I was saying, oh, it won't make a difference because it's a new team and it's a whole different ball game and not literally. Um, but I, yeah, I feel. But actually, I feel like it's a good thing for Manu to just have that kind of couple of steps away uh, from Leicester uh, in terms of his involvement in that and time, as you say, to kind of regroup. Uh, but I think mentally, uh, to get kind of mentally fit for the World Cup and be in the right place, the right headspace um, heading into that. And I guess yeah. the same the same applies to Ben Youngs. Young Z. Who's obviously also not involved. I don't know why we're yeah. putting Y's yeah, on the yeah. end of people's names. Uh, what? what to, to a lag Z. Um, to a lag Z and Young Z. Uh, they, can, yeah, they can both sit down. They can both go over to uh, Ben Young's on a Friday evening, uh, which is tonight, because I believe Leicester are playing tonight. Uh, and they can have a few beers and be like, oh, if we were there, we'd be dominating. We'd be bossing it. But never mind, you know, we're all about England now. So... They can. I, I think it's good for them both to have a rest, to um, just chill out, just get 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 this crap season done and dusted within their heads. Yeah, move on. Uh, yeah, move on and be like, right, cool. We're, we're winning the World Cup in a few months, so let's uh, let's put all our focus on that. Exactly. Okay. Well, look, before we head into some some darker territory, um, that's probably an exaggeration. Uh, a, a, a shining light, perhaps. I don't know. I know nothing about Andrew Kitchener. Uh, Worcester Warriors lock, uh, but he has been tipped by Warriors Director of Rugby as a future England player. Does, do you know anything about him? This could be a very short segment. Uh, I know very little about him. I know he's got an older brother who plays for Leicester, I believe. Huh. 
Oh, um, not been not been have not had a uh, had a shot. No, no, but, as far as I'm aware, I, I don't know much about it. I actually read this article as well. Article as well. It sounds like this fella is one to watch, uh, and it sounds like he's got a bright future ahead of him. I suspect we're talking uh, at least a couple of years because he's 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 in the row, isn't he? He is. And if you look at who we've got, I yeah, mean, yeah, he's battling the awesome force and yeah, plus. You've got, you've got a Sequay, Marrow, Cruz, who are none of them are particularly old. Um, the Launchpad and uh, Courtney are getting on a few years, but they've still got years left if they want. So, yeah, yeah. yes, he, it could well be, and that's great things that happen, but he may have to wait and uh, bide his time until, uh, you know, some of these current legends are uh, out of the way, even, out of the picture. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Strong segment. I think we did injustice. Well, I think we did. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, so you, you probably have read all the stuff I've read, but um, did you read about Reese Carr? I you, didn't. So so the Blues uh, prop moving to Saris has been... Right. He's uncapped for Wales. Uh, yeah. He's been selected in Wales' extended Rugby World Cup squad. Right. But he also qualifies for England. Right. And there's there's obviously been the chat. Has Gatlin selected him in this extended World Cup squad, almost with the sole purpose of ensuring he doesn't go to England? Yes. Or get looked at from an, an as an England a potential England player. Yes. Yes, he has. <laughs> Is that it? He's, he's a petty, petty Kiwi Welsh coach. Yes, he's done exactly that. Um, has he done that? Uh, I, I mean, I, he says no, obviously. I, of course he says no. And I suspect it probably is a no. I suspect he probably hasn't done it that way. Um, how good is this player? Because we've got some pretty useful young props. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's, I, I don't know how it, big a loss this is to it's, us. Uh, it's not so much... It's actually it's not, it's not about it being a massive loss to us. It was more actually leading on to the next part of my question to you, which is given what you said last week about the, the possibility of Gats... Being involved with England, yeah. Surely, if he was trying to do anything sneaky, uh, it would be to improve this guy's chances of, of you know. Get, do you know what I mean? Like, surely it would make more sense for him yeah. to to keep him available, if you like, for him for That's... him with England. If that was something, if he genuinely believed this was a future star, or may, or maybe this is maybe you know maybe it's all mind games. Maybe maybe Double he's blood. done it. Yeah, he's done this. To hook him into Wales because he doesn't want him to be available for England because he wants Wales to pick him and he doesn't think he's very good. Yes, it could be. It could be like, <laughs> oh, thank God. Yeah, if I play, if I pick him now, I don't have to pick him when I'm England coach. Or don't forget, being picked for an extended Wales squad doesn't count for anything until you get that cap. No, it doesn't at all. So, so actually, the whole thing is irrelevant because unless they actually cap him. But I suppose, you know, it's just one step closer. Maybe it's about giving him as a player that sort of... I mean, it's a bit weird anyway, because he's moving to Saris. So he can't play for Wales anyway. Well, well, actually, he can. um, Because he hadn't been... Because he had never played for Wales before. There is a rule about that, that that, Wales have properly... Like, this, this whole day can only pick players based on Wales is a bit of a piss unless Unless they have more than... Let's say have more than sixty caps, but also because he's not capped, yeah, and he had signed for Saracens before he got called up, he actually can continue playing. Because then I guess the argument Whoa. is, oh, he improved as a player. There is something, and I could be butchering so, this. So, if you're, this completely so if you're a player with fifty caps and you move yeah. to Saris, let's say, 
and, there, like a, yeah. and yeah. therefore you can't play you know, Reese Webb. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can't play for Wales. And then there's some guy who's just moved to Saris who's never been capped before, but he can play for Wales. Yeah, Duffin or Davies or whatever. Yeah, he's never been capped and then gone abroad to France to get the big money. Suddenly becomes a good player. They're like, oh, no, you can play for Wales. That's cool. There is, I, I may be getting this wrong. I think you're, no, no, I think, I think you're right. I mean, I don't know about the, the details, but I, but I think you're right. I did read something about it. And it didn't make any sense to me. I just assumed it was a typo. Um, but maybe, maybe it wasn't. Maybe these journalists know a little bit more than I do. Well, I think, I think, I think, I think the Welshies have been a bit naughty. Hmm. I think they've been very naughty boys. Uh, and I think, I think they've, you know, they've picked this system to make it benefit themselves. Uh, which, fair enough, they can do what they want. Yeah. Anyway, obviously, uh, Gats isn't coming to England, and and we're going to stop calling him Gats. He's not our mate. I, I, Warren I, Gatland is not coming to England. If and when he does, then he can be Gats. Uh, cool. Okay. Uh, so sticking with the Welsh theme, uh, Sean Edwards has also just rejected a contract extension with Wales, um, and as things stand. He's not going anywhere else because he turned down the job at um, Wig- was it Wigan? Ah, uh, yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. So two things: England's defence is obviously looking good most of the time. Um, so there probably is not a place for him in the England setup as certainly as a defence coach. Would you say? I, I would. I would love him to be England defence coach. Is it going to happen? I mean, maybe after the World Cup. Well, it's going to have to be after the World Cup anyway. So yeah, possibly. Your you, you new coach comes in wants someone I, else. I think. I or, think that's a. Bit- Big option. Or is Sean Edwards looking for a head coaching role at national what? level? Yeah, he's done what's how many years has he done? You know, almost at international as, level. Do you, yeah, sorry, do you yeah, yeah, at international level. Sorry. Yeah, I. It's it, who though? I is he ready? I don't think he's ready to take on a tier one nation yet. Well, what is ready? I mean, he's done what twelve years under Gats yeah, Wales. Yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. Um, you know, and during that time, obviously Wales have had some some strong. Uh, performances, and you know they, they've got better and better. He's been heavily involved in that. I, I he has. I suspect. I think he's the sort. Of, maybe, maybe you know, maybe not the England job, um, but you know, someone, someone like a France. I mean, they need, they need to. Well, mix don't it forget, up. France. France have said they won't pick foreign coaches. Yeah, they've said they it. won't pick a foreign head coach. They've they did that vote. What happens if they get knocked out in the group stages of the World Cup? Well, I, I think I think for the next one they're screwed because this vote only came in like a month ago or so. Oh, so the, oh, okay. Well, they voted. They literally went out, and it was, in theory, it's a nice system. They literally went out to I think like every registered French club, uh, professional and amateur, I believe, and said, "Do you want us to pick? Would you be happy for us to pick a head coach who's like head coach of the national team who's a foreigner?" And they came back. I think it was like. Something like sixty percent saying no, they want it to be a French, a Frenchman. Fair enough, a Frenchie. Oh, Frenchies, come on, boys! You've got such talent. You could be so much better rather than a piece of shit you're turning out now. Come on. <laughs> Maybe what they need is, is a is a French head coach, but literally surround themselves with a backroom staff of of tr- proven, <sighs> you know, tried and tested. Um, yeah, the French head coach like sit there drinking wine and eating cheese. <laughs> oh my god, I am. Am uh, I being racist? I hope I, not. I, I, pro- pro- <laughs> probably, mate. Probably. <laughs> I'll stop. Good, good call. Um, but, yeah. but yeah, if he doesn't go to France, for example, um, yeah, would would we like to see him involved with England? Do yes, we think yeah. that he's? Do we think that you know he spent so long with the Welsh team that he? 
No, 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 no. Hell I mean, no. Obviously, the value. The, I don't know where your I mean, question it, was going there, so <laughs> I don't know why I answered. I think you got it. I think you got it. Yeah. Um, but, um, but you know, he, he, huge value in terms of sharing knowledge uh, of yeah. of Welsh rugby and their. Are are him and Gats coming as a team to England? No, I told you Gatlin's not coming. Oh, but are they? No, Warren Gatlin isn't coming. Because it's yeah, I I'd love Sean Edwards to be the England defence coach. I'd absolutely love it. Uh, I mean, yeah, well, it, it, and it may well happen. We'll watch this space. It would be. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I think it'd be cool. Because um, I heard a rumor that they're coming as a pair. <laughs> did you? I, I, can, did you, I completely did you also, invented that rumor just now. Say, but, did you, you know, also yeah. start the rumor? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Sure enough. Well, I mean, you're not lying when you say you've heard it. Then exactly. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, so obviously, um, the big things we've been talking about recently is the Premiership because it's just a, a crazy crazy league that's kind of super exciting and things are changing literally week on week um however it is starting to look fairly settled at the bottom in terms of what we think we'll see it's it's not mathematically over yet newcastle are in a bit of trouble newcastle are this is one of those where, as I would say, it's ridiculous. Of course, it's over. The only thing stopping me saying that is at halftime in England, Scotland, I said, of course, uh, England will win this game. It would be ridiculous to say otherwise. So I cannot see Newcastle need two bonus point wins. They need Leicester to get nothing. Well, let's also, just before you go on, I mean, let's not forget you're saying, you know, it was the England-Scotland game that makes you say that. But, you know, Worcester beat Gloucester. Yeah. Um, I know that I mean, some of the top teams are not playing their strongest sides because they're resting players for the playoffs, potentially. And um, Gloucester yeah. are one side that are fairly safe in the top four. The top three are obviously safe. Um, but, you know, it, it, things can happen. There's two games left. I mean, if Newcastle were, were to pull off two stunning victories and Leicester to what? lose both their games and make and no bonus points... Well, that's it. Newcastle need two bonus point wins and yeah. Leicester realistically need two. And, and Leicester are away at Quinns and Quinns badly need a win. Now yeah. now dropping out of top four. The difference between saying Worcester beat Gloucester, something for me, is Newcastle are playing Gloucester. Newcastle are coming down to play Gloucester uh, at King's Home. I think well, Worcester might have been beaten at King's Home. But... Let's just quickly go back then and look at last week's game. So, so Newcastle no. played, Southampton, uh, played Northampton. Uh, yeah. It was fairly con- uh, convincing, even though it was at Newcastle, seventeen thirty-one to Northampton. Um, you then had the Sale Bath game um, with Anthony Watson's return. I didn't watch it. The scoreline says it all to me. It was yeah, six it was... six three, pissing rain, horrendous um, game. What an awful game! Um, yeah. And yeah, obviously Bath not come out on top there, which is. Made things interesting, which we'll come on to in a moment. Exeter Quins I, again. I didn't see this game, but scoreline wise, it looked quite quite an interesting one. Seventeen fifteen at Exeter. Was that a, a was that a reasonable performance from Quins, or was it just? I I uh, I haven't I haven't seen the game in four. I've seen very quick highlights. Um, I I don't think uh, I don't think Exeter were um, fully. Committed to this game, Quinns. Quinns did their usual. They went, they went like twelve points ahead really quickly, and then just spent the game fighting back and did a good job of it. But they, they just can't keep doing that. No, a bit like um, England. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, England tend to go ahead. No, I know. 
and then throw it away. Um, but it's oh, sorry, you're saying Quinns went down twelve. Yeah, early, yeah, oh yeah. On. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, Quinns went down twelve. Like they did it against uh, Clermont in Europe, and they just keep yeah, they just keep giving away these huge leads, and then fine, they play brilliantly to fight back, but it's always just that you know, too, yeah, just too that little, step too, too far. Yeah. Well, yeah. So they 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 need a win. Um, you've got uh, then you had Leicester Bristol. This was I think one of the ones that we picked as our one of our ones to watch because of course these two are both fighting to not own. We, in fact, I think what we said was whoever wins that game is safe, and that is the case. Yeah, um, I, I think that. Was, but interestingly, yeah. it's, it's 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 done more than that because Bristol won twenty three twenty away, so it was at home home for Leicester. Um, Wasps then were fairly comfortably beaten by Saris, um, and as as we mentioned before, Worcester beat Gloucester 27-20. Um, and what it's done to the table is, as I mentioned, you've got the top three fairly safe, Exeter and 81, Saracens 72, Gloucester 61. So even though there's 20 points between them, there's then another 10-point drop down to fourth uh, with Northampton. But Quinn's also, both of them on 51 points. So that's... Bristol are six points off a top four finish. That's yep. insane. Well, but this, so... so Come to that in a moment. But Northampton Quinns both on fifty-one points this week. You've got Northampton against Worcester. You'd back Northampton on paper. You've got Quinns against Leicester. You'd back Quinns on paper. So yeah. either one of those becomes an upset, and they're probably kissing their top four chances goodbye. So they're both must wins for those two. Both yeah. ones, both ones to watch, despite the expectation of the result. Then you drop down to sixth place, and you've got Sale on forty-eight points. Seventh Wasps on forty-seven points. Eighth Bath on forty six points and ninth Bristol on forty five points. There's four points between the four of them. It's uh, all very naughty. And you've got and and all four of them are playing each other this weekend. You've got Bristol against Sale and you've got Bath against Wasps. Wow. So both those games are going to be really interesting in terms of what the middle of the table looks like right now, but potentially what the top four looks like, which is crazy to think that Bristol, who two weeks ago we were talking about what they needed to do to keep themselves from being at risk of going down, could potentially be looking at... A, I don't think it's going to happen, but they could potentially be looking at a playoff place. Yeah, I, I don't know. It may not be possible because of uh, like other games and other results being dependent on it. But Br- Bristol, what Bristol should be focusing on is a top six and being in uh, Champions Cup. Which is very, very possible, especially if they win, especially if oh, they beat 100%. Sale. I mean, they're, um, they're three points or they're three points behind yeah. sixth place, as you said. So, so yeah, that's that, that's definitely possible. But you know, the, the Northampton. I mean, Leicester need a win, even though Quinns also need a win. Both those teams need need a win, and so you know, we know Leicester have got the talent. There's no reason why they can't get it right. We, you know, I don't really know what's going wrong at the moment. Um, so that there could be an upset there. Northampton, Worcester, well, Worcester just beat Gloucester, so there's something going on there. So you never know. If both those two were to lose, you know, it's going to look crazy. The race for the t- you're going to have it'll almost be a race for the top four for the, in the last game of the season. Yeah, it's, it's gone crazy. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't done the maths, but you, you, there's the potential that there could be like six teams capable of making, you know, being in the top four. Depending on results in the last game of the season, that's crazy. Um, oh, mate, the whole sorry, I've, I literally got slightly diverted. There, my mum just texted me saying, "Have a fabby weekend." I, it's just, I think she's finally lost it. It's probably time I put her in a home, to be honest. But ignoring that, 
Yeah, mate, the whole league has gone absolutely crazy, but in an amazing way. And this is, again, why we go back to please know, you know, please have keep relegation, keep relegation promotion, yeah. um, because it's such a good league. And like you say, it is crazy. And there's so many different variables, as you were just pointing out when you're reading it all out. There's so many different variables, but we don't know how this league's going to look at the end. It could league, it could look massively different to how it looks now, which yeah. with two games to go is ridiculous. It, it is insane. You, you'd like to think... Most teams would like to think it was all wrapped up by now, but um, you know we're not just talking about sparring for position in, in the middle of the table here. We're talking about people at the bottom of the table, potentially still in with a chance of fighting to get into the top of the table with, with like, as you say, two games left. Um, yeah. So, yeah, next week's episode with that one game remaining uh, is going to be an interesting one because it will we will then be able to do it and we will make a bit more of an effort to do all the maths and work out all the possible yeah, outcomes yeah. and kind of almost say, this is what could happen and this is how, you know, how it would need to be done. Um, and kind of, yeah, come, come up with all the sort of various connotations of how the table could end up looking. Um, if results go certain ways, uh, it, it it is a fascinating season. Right, it's it's a great season, and once once excitement of this season finishes, the absolute pure adrenaline filled excitement of the World Cup build up and World Cup starts. So, Absolutely. rugby is going to be good for the next few months. It is now next week. So, so yeah, there's there's quite a lot going on. So we've obviously got next week's episode looking towards the final game of the season. Yeah. Um, we've then got, I think probably, well, then there's the result of that. Yeah. We've also got the Barbars game on the 2nd of June, which I'm going to be at. So we probably, we, we need to get something in before then. Um, yeah. You know, look at who we think they might, you know, might get selected. I did, uh, I, there was a whole thing going around. I think one of the sponsors was doing a, a sort of, Facebook or Twitter session where you know ask Eddie you can post questions. Do you remember I did that thing before the Lions? Yeah, yeah. So I, whether or not we get any you know any responses remains to be seen. But um, considering pretty much every question was why the fuck haven't you selected Cipriani and Good? Um, I figured if I put in some genuine questions and don't ask me what they were, I can't remember now. But they were. Oh, when did you do this? I didn't I was know. Just, just the other day, I saw it on Facebook, oh. and I thought, well, let's post some questions as the England rugby pod and see if we can get any responses like we did last time. So well, well we done. never know. Um, obviously, one of those was, uh, do you get most of your ideas uh, from listening to the England rugby pod? Nice, no, nice. No. I doubt that one will get read out, but you never know. I'd be surprised. I, well, I think he's going to want to keep that to himself because he's not going to want his competitors like, to, his, to start listening to know? us yeah. uh, because we're giving away too many. Uh, tactical you know pieces of, of you know, little gems um but uh, anyway i digress yeah. Uh, but yeah well, so hopefully something comes back of that but if not then screw you guys um, <laughs> but yeah there's lots to get in and i'm away and i'm away on holiday for the last 10 days of may and literally ten get back in 10 days know, what's I'm going taking, on here taking, taking the piss on? this year you are taking um, the piss so Probably won't be able to do an episode because I'm in the middle of nowhere in Portugal with no no internet. So um, we're going to need to kind of work out how to make this make this work. We're going to have to get some. We may, we may even go go nuts and have to get in a double one week. Oh wow! I know. Great, great. I haven't done that in a while. Um, um, so yeah, lots to yeah. lots to think about, lots to discuss. The the we had this kind of little lull and it's starting to hot up again. It is um, starting to it's starting to get very exciting. Just yeah, itchy feet. Just just little itchy feet. Yeah, yeah but I way. like it. Yeah, it's good. It's good. 
All right, look, let's leave it there. Um, I think we've covered a good a good chunk today. Hopefully, uh, our listeners agree. Um, guys, uh, as always, thanks so much for uh, for tuning in. If you get the opportunity, please head over to iTunes, rate us, review us, let us know what you think. Um, I believe you can rate us on Stitcher as well, although I rarely see any over there. Then, then what the hell is Stitcher? Apparently, it's somewhere else you can listen to podcasts. Awesome. Um, but yeah, spread the love, spread the word. Get we want to get as many people listening to us as possible uh, with the World Cup looming. Um, and uh, and if you want to get in touch with questions, suggestions, comments, whatever it might be, um, we're on social media at England Rugby Pod, or you can email us englandrugbypod at gmail dot com, and we will um, we will look forward to hearing from you. But uh, but yeah, otherwise we will catch you guys next week. Cheers, guys. <laughs>